Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. This is Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Yeah, I feel like it's... It's not necessarily it's it's speeding up the game in a good way, yes, but I also think it's speeding up the game to a point where it's affecting players and affecting like uh, the tempo to a degree where like casual fans aren't able to like look away from the game for a second, like you used to have in baseball, where you're able to have a conversation or get up and go get a hot dog and go get a beer. Like it's almost like a football or a basketball where you have to be locked in. Hey, everybody! Reminder: baseball isn't boring. And in case you had any doubt at all, you should listen to this guy who just was talking. Tristan McKenzie, one of the great personalities of the game. He's going to be a star in this game. He's hurt right now, but he's coming back. Listen, he is a great guy to have on this podcast to talk about the good, the bad, the awesome, the things that we're just trying to figure out in terms of everything with baseball. And that's what we're doing today. We're looking at what it takes to understand what is happening with baseball on the field, off the field. We we talk a lot about the baseball being the best game to go to. Well, I talked a little bit about with Tristan about is that still a reality? You can make the case. Yes, you can make the case that first row in the NBA game maybe is, is a more unique experience, but that is such an outlier. That is who gets those seats. But uh, Tristan has a great viewpoint, not only in terms of going to a game, but consuming the game, being a fan of the game, how the younger demographic is seeing the game, all of this. And he, it's just he's just such a great, great guy to talk to. So we're going to lead off with Tristan, and then we're going to talk to his teammate. Yeah, his teammate, his pitching teammate, James Karinchek who is one of the great personalities. If you watch this guy, he's constant motion. He, I, I had to talk to him and just 
pick his brain a little bit about what goes through his head and 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 when you see him pitch he's the type of guy where you know little leaguers are going to watch him pitch and try to emulate him that is a very very real thing we talked a little bit about that but in case you didn't know what was going on and why baseball wasn't boring uh, on this first day of the week, Monday, with all these series starting, some people were off. You had you have some some red hot teams, some red hot teams heading into the second day of the week. So what do we got? We got the Miami Marlins. The Miami Marlins all of a sudden have won four in a row. They're in second place. They're only three back of the Braves in the, in the National League East. 16 and 13. They're tied with the New York Mets, who did win. So they're 16 and 13, too. Right behind them is the team everyone's talking about heading into Tuesday for good reason. That's the Philadelphia Phillies at 500. But, 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 I don't know if you know this. Biggest news on Tuesday, not even close. Bryce Harper's returning from Tommy John after just 160 days. So we're going to see if that makes a difference. Now, one team that is not so hot is the New York Yankees. They've lost four in a row in the basement, officially in the basement, all by themselves, 15-15, and 15, right behind the Red Sox, who get yet another walk-off from Alec Verdugo. That's number three of the season for Alec Verdugo. This time, it was a home run to beat the Blue Jays. But the Yankees, 15-15, lost four in a row, and Aaron Judge on the injured list. So... Some things to keep an eye on when it comes to Tuesday in terms of injuries, in terms of winning streaks, in terms of just the great game of baseball, all of that. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody for helping. Producer Evan doing a great, great job with the socials, doing a great job with the marketing of it, doing a great job across the board. I want to thank everybody. But hey, listen, we're going to keep them coming all week long. We'll have all the talking points. When something happens, we're going to try to have the best guests on. Today, I feel like we had a couple really, really good guests. And we're going to kick things off with a guy who I would classify and then my top five of guys I desperately want to see become superstars in this game because their personality is that good. And that's Tristan McKenzie. First question, <laughs> why isn't baseball boring? Why isn't baseball boring? I think it's a beautiful sport. Uh, I think there's poetry in the game, like they say in, in any other sport, with basketball, with football. Uh, and I think, for me, the beauty in baseball is really the, the little intricacies of it. Uh, for the casual fan, they may not they may not notice it, but someone who watches baseball on the regular or somebody who's really in tune with the game can, can notice the, the little beauties about how people move across the field, uh, when a ground ball's fielded right, when a ball's hit well. Uh, the pop of a mid. Uh, there's just an energy about the ball field, an energy about a stadium that that can be matched. Awesome answer. I mean, that that might have been top five answer. So excellent job. And Rob Manfred had a very good answer too. So, but so that's what's great about the question. There's there's a lot of good perspectives, and you gave it a great one. So along those lines. How do you feel in terms of where the game is going in terms drawing people in? Like I've we've done a lot of these podcasts about finally they let the players wear cleats with colors on them and you know all this stuff. Well, as a young player, how do you feel like baseball is drawing in the younger demographic? Uh, I mean, I think we're doing a better job of it. Uh, I think with how we're trying to market the game when it comes to the pitch clock and kind of speeding it up and making it a little more accessible and a little bit faster paced for, for some fans, uh, as well as just trying to have the action be a little bit more understandable and digestible, as well as how fans are receiving the access. They're able to get it on their phones. They're able to get it on their tablets. I think 
it's a lot more easily accessible now. Um, I'd say on top of that, I feel like fans are, are getting more of what they're seeing from other sports when it comes to... I think in football you see a good job of them really like miking up players or, or getting fans more on a, a personal level with, with players, which I think baseball and MLB is, is heading more towards. Um, and just letting fans be a little bit more engaged in the game and, and the team mm-hmm. themselves. When you were younger, it was that I mean, like you obviously love baseball and, and you 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 fell in love with it. You, you were good at it. You stuck with it, but you probably had friends that like said, ah, I don't, "It's not for me." Like or or doesn't even want to. Hey, let's go watch that baseball. I don't want to watch baseball. I mean, so how, how do you feel like it's easier to convince them now? No, I've always been a, a very adamant <laughs> about people who say baseball is boring, and I just yell at them and tell them they just don't understand the game. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like for me, it's just like uh, it's it's all an opinion to a degree, uh, and I do feel like it's a lot easier to convince them now because. What's not to love? <laughs> well, it's an instant gratification society, right? That's the, that's the problem. And like you said, that we're, get, we're getting a little bit, we're getting closer to giving a little bit of that instant gratification. A little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the game's getting closer to that every day. Uh, I think in sports like basketball or football, you're able to be almost more up on the players. Uh, courtside in NBA or... I just feel like football is just so loud sometimes. Uh, baseball, it, there's there's certain there's a certain space away from the game where if you don't necessarily understand it, the game can seem slow and boring. Uh, so I think getting to a point where, where fans are understanding and they're able to kind of get a little closer has been better. What's your football team? I don't want to talk about it. Come on. Don't fight it. Uh, I don't want to Everyone's, talk about it. It's time to talk about a, a, a team because everyone's optimistic. No? I'm on the A-Rod train right now. Do, do explain. I'm on the A-Rod train. Sauce Gardner. Oh, oh, oh. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm trying to think. I'm sorry, like, sorry. No, no, no. I'm in baseball mind. I'm like, well, A-Rod owns a team? Like, no. So, oh, there you go. All right. What's wrong with that? You should be happy. I mean. I'm, no, I'm extremely happy. But I've been, I've been, I've had to keep my, my happiness stifled until I see not some, anymore. some performance. <laughs> no, not anymore. Come on. Jump on the bandwagon until they go 0-3. No, 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 no. See, that's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, 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 a, I'm, one, I'm more reserved. I'm gonna wait till they're three and zero, and then I'll come out of the. Okay. Then I'll jump on the bandwagon. Okay, so the reason I ask you this is because we, when we talked to Manfred, one of the things he said, and I don't disagree with this, is that baseball is unequivocally the best game to go watch in person, and and I can make the argument for, and I'm like, oh, you know what, football is a TV game, like I. It, because baseball is sort of like you talk action, you talk action. You've been to football games, right? Yeah. There's a lot of space in between the plays. In, be- in between what? Baseball or football? No, football. Football. So, so which, which would it for you? Which I'd, would, I'd re- much rather come to a baseball game. Yeah, exactly. Right. And tell me, so tell me why. Uh, so I said it. I think I said it in my answer on why baseball isn't yeah. boring. But I think like there's a certain atmosphere at the ball field where you're able to take a break in between innings, kind of chop shoot the shit with your friends yeah. go up grab a hot dog grab a beer grab a hamburger do whatever use the bathroom and then come back and you're you're kind of still in the action whereas football like sometimes you can misplace or sometimes you can feel like nothing's going on at all like and i feel like baseball's a game for me in the very last moments of the game and that seventh to ninth inning or in the last quarter of football the game slows down but in football, when the game slows down, I feel like the game almost stops. In baseball, there's still progress with it. It's just more tense situations. 
It's a great, it's a great way to put it, and I agree. I mean, the, the football, it's like you, you, when you sit down, you're like, those last two minutes of the game in football take how long? Yeah, a long time. If, in a close game. Yeah, yeah, sure. It, I'd say the last two minutes of regulation take you maybe what, fifteen, twenty? Okay. So now, what's your favorite basketball team? I grew up a Lakers fan. Oh, look at you. You and Kenley Jansen. All right. <laughs> I mean, so I, we, we talk a lot about basketball on this podcast because Kenley always jumps on it. Um, but you, So I'll ask you the same question. And it's, it's a, you had touched on it before. When you sit down for a basketball game, it's like you better be ready. Yeah. I mean, unless, you know, Adam, Adam Sandler is sitting there, unless you're just like yeah. Meghan Markle and, and, uh, and Prince Harry. action. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just there just to like hang, right? Yeah. But if you're going to the game, you're like, you know, let's go. It's, it's completely different, right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, and, this, and that's not, to me, again, I'll say it, it's not the best experience. I mean, I, I think baseball's I, the best. I think if you're sitting courtside, that's the only time you get that experience because you don't have to look away for food or drink, maybe the bathroom, but you only got to use it at like halftime. <laughs> yeah. What's this? Have you sat courtside? Once or twice. Yeah, yeah, come on. I mean, don't be, don't be. I got to, I got to see the Cavs play, uh, the Wizards at home courtside, and I got to go up to Portland and watch them play uh, the Trailblazers, and I watched Dame drop fifty. And, and the courtside, and the Cavs got the win. So it was a good day for me. So I will say this: I will say this is that one of the things, and this isn't the game; it's it's the athleticism. When you sit courtside, you can, it's a whole different animal. Oh my goodness, a whole different animal. It's holy mackerel. It's kind of like you know when you go to a baseball game, and you, when you're really close to the field, like I can't believe I, a ball is thrown that hard. So like I so I'd say the only thing you can compare like being courtside in a baseball game to would be like being able to like come watch BP on the field. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's no instance in baseball where you're like that close to the players, where you get to see the athleticism on like full display right in front of you. Mm. I feel like from the stands, as close as you can get, it still feels kind of far away. Mm. No, it's a good point. It's it, it, because basketball, like you said, courtside, it's courtside. Courtside is on the bench. You can you can have a player literally like run into you. <laughs> what, so when you do you remember speaking of which? So like this goes back to baseball. When you when you're growing up, do you remember going to your first major league baseball game? No, I don't remember my first one because I went to many Yankees games as a as a Nino. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, do you remember being young? So one of the things um, people say, and if you were getting, you got to go. No, okay. 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 Um, one of the things people say, we did this. We've asked this about a lot of people, actors and everybody else. The whites are on the uniform are never whiter. The green of the grass is never greener. When you walk into that ballpark, it's just something. Right? So, I mean, I wouldn't say I, I don't remember my very first one. Yeah. But I say, like, every baseball game that I've been to, I have fond memories of. Mm. Like, I don't think, whether it be a minor league game where I got a random minor leaguer to sign a baseball and I, wa- I went home ecstatic, or, like, my first big league game where I begged my dad for popcorn and, like, candy and ended up sick after the game <laughs> but you remember it exactly <laughs> it's, it's the same thing rob manfred said i keep mentioning manfred but i would say he mentioned that he's like he remembered his first game whenever it was a yankee game where his family came down from i think it was rye or something and it said we stayed at howard johnson's and like you remember that, that and that's the cool thing about it right i mean throwing up isn't right? <laughs> cool, but. but who is who, but and another thing that somebody has mentioned to us brett phillips and said, I can grow the game 50% right away. Well, how's that? 
and he said if every player took 10 minutes to sign an autograph because think about it how impactful that is for a kid to get an autograph from the, so when you got who was the first autograph you got do you remember the first the first major one I got that I remember was Mike Lowell he didn't actually he didn't give it to me like specifically but it was a Mike Lowell signature well I wrote Mike Lowell's book so I can give you another one if you want yeah yeah uh, no I told him he was my he was like one of my first baseballs ever so when he was the Yankees Yank was no, he, he, when he was here oh was really yeah oh really oh wow oh wow you didn't know realize that yeah let's, let's go I'll get him on the phone right now <laughs> but 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 because of that you probably like oh Mike Lowell I, I still have that I still have that ball to this day do you yeah so it, does it resonate for you like when you're out here like do you yeah. remember that? A hundred percent. I mean, so like, so I said like a random minor league signature. So I, I kind of say this uh, to say like, I think at the end of the day, people are here for a good time. They're here to enjoy a sporting event. Uh, and like for a six-year-old kid, they may know who you are, but they'll remember that baseball. They'll remember that sign ball. They'll remember that experience of being at the ballpark and getting a ball or getting a ball signed for the rest of their lives. It's true, and then you follow the guy, and who? So who was a mile like? Do you remember? Do you remember a guy that you? you don't remember that. Okay, then I guess you're not. I, I remember. I remember taking the ball home and pretending to throw like whoever the minor leaguer was for that for that next week and tearing the ball up. Oh really? Yeah. Let me, can I tell you a quick story? Jordan, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. You ever heard of him? Yeah, Tito used to manage him. Tito, Tito tells stories. Did he tell stories? Did you see Air, the movie Air? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, great, it really movie, good, right? great movie, great movie. Yeah, really good. Better than I thought. Um, so Jordan, he was really young. And so I was at the old Boston Garden. I was in early. He was out shooting foul shots. I was stupid and young. And I walk out. I basically get him to, like, sign my shoe. I take off my shoe and sign it. What do I do? I go and, like, run around in the shoe. It gets worn up. But, you know. So. See, but kids don't remember that. But you remember getting, going to get oh, the signature. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Well, now, but, but signatures have sort of got, It's great that you sign stuff. I encourage you to keep signing stuff. But now I think about this a lot. Signatures have been sort of overlapped by selfies. 100%. Yeah. So who's yourself? <laughs> who, who, do you, who, did you get? Did you get anybody famous? Have you ever get taken before you no. became famous? Did you get a selfie with anybody? No. By the time by the time I got to like a smartphone, I was I didn't want to I didn't want to fanboy and go get sick. No. Go get no. No. Never. No, not even like as a player, as an actor, or anybody, anybody you see around, you say, oh man. At a baseball game. No. I tried. I tried to never fan fan over any MLB players too much. Have you been tempted? Oh yeah. I mean. So like when I once like here once I've been on the show yeah I took yeah. a picture of Shohei okay um I had to take a picture of Shohei <laughs> absolutely had to <laughs> I don't think you're the only one who said that um I don't know I I think he's the only one I want to I'm I'm trying to make sure I like ask like the big names to like get me stuff but still sometimes I'm shy like I want to ask Trout I want to ask Mickey I wish I would have got to like. See Albert Pujols. I remember like the feelings I had in my gut, facing, facing like Yachty and stuff like that, and wanted to be like, "Dang, like I'm out here pitching against this guy." I really just want to ask him for an autograph. <laughs> Did you feel that? Yeah. Are you over that yet, or no? Kinda, not really. I think I'm getting a little more comfortable, but I still think there's guys that when I see them, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I get a little giddy. One of the things that you always wonder is like what it's like to face stars if you're a pitcher, and also what it's like to be in a video game. Those two things. Ooh, the video game is cool. I mean, I think it's more something that like it's always something that a kid playing MLB the Show growing up is. It's just super dope to see myself in the game and be like, dang, there's little kids pretending they can be me or doing the same things that I was doing when I was playing this game as a kid. Do you play yourself? Oh, of course. Oh yeah. Are you? Are you as good as? Is your rating? I'm. 
my my rating's trash, but I'm I'm way better on the game than I'm in real life. I think sometimes. Oh, really, really. Uh, do, you, do you get pissed off that your ratings isn't what it should be? I get pissed off. I get pissed off when I give up hits in the game. Do you? Oh yeah, because 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 the thing is, like, I'll put the pitch in a specific location and I'll miss my spot, and then I'll be like, this guy sucks. <laughs> He's probably better. And then I'll give even more back because it should be a video game. I should be able to put it where I want every time, right? Uh, listen, I mean, but you can always blame him on technology. Stupid technology. <laughs> Uh, so the last thing is, I do want to ask you sort of how you feel about this this year. Like we talked, we began this about talking about being faster and everything else. Going through it now, what do you like about it? What do you think that can be worked? I'm like, for instance, Rich Hill. We just talked to him. He said, "I want to add five seconds." Okay, like that. Like for you, what what do you feel? I, I mean, I'd agree with that. I think there's a pace of play factor that has definitely been improved, but to a degree, I still think it's been a little rushed. It feels uh, rushed. Yeah, I feel like it's it's not necessarily it's it's speeding up the game in a good way, yes, but I also think it's speeding up the game to a point where it's affecting players and affecting like uh, the tempo to a degree where like casual fans aren't able to like look away from the game for a second like you used to have in baseball where you're able to have a conversation or get up and go get a hot dog and go get a beer like it's almost like a football or a basketball where you have to be locked in. It has become I've heard fans. You know, we are well, like, oh, great, two-hour game. But, but I've heard fans say that. I think I think you can look at it from both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's – I watched Eduardo – I was in Baltimore the other day, and I watched Eduardo Rodriguez. He had a perfect game in the seventh. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, the hitters don't have time to slow him down, right? Conversely, I've also seen pitchers where it, it speeds up, and all of a sudden you have these rallies, and next thing you know, you don't have a guy warming up. I mean, have you felt that both sides? I, mean, I, I definitely think so. I think we saw it, and I think guys are going to adjust to it, and that's the name of the game. That's the name of being a competitive professional athlete. Uh, but I definitely think we saw it early in the game, where or early in the year, where guys get out there and they get sped up for one pitch and it's called the ball, and they don't even have time to like kind of clear their head and reset their thoughts. Like it's just like get up and go, get up and go, and sometimes that can lead to multiple bad pitches leading into big innings for pitchers and vice versa where a hitter's up there he gets a questionable call he doesn't even have time to think about was that a good take was that a good or even process the pitch before before he has to be back in the box uh if a pitcher is out there kind of dicing his team he doesn't have time to slow him down and kind of collect himself and let's say the pitcher makes a good pitch he just doesn't have time to kind of step out of the box and reset himself if he's already took his time or whatever it is yeah why don't pitchers get timeouts i i think it's weird that we don't get timeouts well, hitters get on. one we get no. We don't. We don't get one with nobody on, which is weird. Yeah. Um. I saw Clayton Kershaw get called for a ball in it in, in spring training, and it was like guys that have been around the game for a while. Where like, let's say you're on this, you're not on the same page as your catcher. You get called for an automatic ball for. Oh for yeah. What? Yeah. I think the fact that it can affect the game is is kind of weird. Um, well, well, that's what a couple guys are saying. Rich said this. Matt Strong. He said this. He's like. When, when a competitive game is impacted by a non-competitive action, that hurts. Very know? much so. I think, I think that's when you're really going to see like, gripes about it if it starts affecting the outcomes of games, especially like late in game when the game has to, when it has to slow down. Uh, we'll see. You've been very generous with your time. I hope that t- the T-shirts make the triceps pop. Oh, I love it. My triceps are small. Anyway. Uh, all right, excellent stuff from Tristan. Next up, as we said, 
his teammate, his pitching teammate, James Karinchak, who is he's just a unique guy, man. Like he's he's a guy that I really wanted to talk to. He went to a smaller college, Bryant College, or Bryant, I sorry, Bryant University. My my apologies to the people who find folks at Bryant. But you know, this is a guy you see go out there, he flipping the ball around, storming around. Uh, not afraid to celebrate. And anytime you get a guy like that, you always have to ask the question, all right, you get any pushback from any teammates, any opposition, anybody? And, and also, where was this enthusiasm born from? Where did, where did this demeanor come from? All of that. I mean, I just, this is what I want to talk to this guy about because he is a unique, unique character in this game. Once again, subscribe, rate, review, listen, social accounts, at BB isn't boring. Swing juice, buy the t-shirts, buy the sweatshirts, and, 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 oh, how could we say, how could we miss this one? Congratulations to the Godfather, Joe Kelly, co-author of A Damn Near Perfect Game, welcoming Kai Kelly into the world, him and his wife Ashley, their fourth child, congratulations, Joe. So we're going to, we're going to celebrate with another great podcast. Everyone, have a great day. Here's James. It's an honor. It's an honor to have you here. Um, and I will ask you this out of the gate. As someone who definitely makes baseball not being boring, why do you think that baseball isn't boring? Uh, I think baseball isn't boring because, uh, to me, every pitch is so meaningful. Obviously, I've been playing this game for a long time. And uh, just understanding the importance of each pitch and just being so locked into every pitch and uh, just a chess match of every day, every game, and each game is uh, is beautiful to me. So I love it. That's a good one. You know, it's good. it reminds me. So we just had AJ Preller on the yeah. Broadway's GM, and he said that same sort of thing, which is, it's amazing. You know, if you have 140, 150 pitches, yeah. every single one can change the narrative of the story. Right? Correct. Yeah. The course of the game is decided probably on like six pitches. You know, I mean, six batted balls every day is the course of the game, but. The two, over the 200 pitches of the game obviously matters so much too, but it's, it's beautiful. So when did you realize that baseball was fun? Like, so obviously, like, you know, we watch it and you, you look, you you play like we all want players to play. I don't know if it, many people probably said that to you, but I'm going to say it to you. But for you, like, when did that start? When did you realize, like, this is my passion, this is, I'm going to, and I'm going to show my passion of you? I loved the game since I was young. I was doing front flips off the mound when I was, you know, <laughs> nine or ten years old when I was playing with my brother. So I've always showed a lot of emotion and, uh, I love playing. I know that you're asked like sort of that a lot, but still, I want to come back to when you were doing front flips off the mound. We we start with wiffle ball. We start with little league, and when you when you started doing when you started getting the organized baseball, and and you started doing front flips off the mound, did the parents say, "Oh, whoa, whoa, that's different," or or did your teammates? I mean, did everyone sort of say, "Oh, you know, that's." That's not the norm, or did did everyone try to imitate you? Uh, I mean, coaches. Some coaches try to shut it down, did but they uh, really, yeah, oh, obviously. Come on, but uh, no, I think it started off with a dare. I think I was talking to my brother, and I closed a couple games out when I was like nine or ten, and uh, whatever twelve year baseball, and uh, I was like, I'm gonna do a front flip off the mound. I did it a couple of times, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, so that's you celebrate the save, like the yeah. save, the closing the game out. Yeah. And so, but this is and this sort of like lines up with what we were talking about with baseball and how baseball has gotten. Uh, more accepting of people being themselves. Like you said, coaches try to shut it down. I mean, that was early, early on, right? I mean, so coaches were sort of, hey, you know, the great game of baseball, don't devalue it. Yeah, now, uh, some people don't like emotion in the game, but I'm a pretty high-strung guy, and uh, 
know, when I get three outs, it's a, it's a big deal to me. And I put a lot of work in to get those three outs, so I'm going to enjoy it. When did you realize that maybe you were, you were different in that respect, or that you, you were going to show the emotion? Ever since I started playing. Really? Did it, did it, this comes back to the original baseball not being born, baseball being awesome. Yeah. Is it, did, it, did it hit for you right away? I mean, or were you like, ah, I'm playing football, and playing basketball. Did it hit? Did, because this is another part of the problem, right? We're trying to get younger people in baseball and understand that it's, it, the payoff is so awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, wasn't, I wouldn't say I knew baseball was going to be my like, journey or my job until I was probably sophomore in high school. I wasn't that good at baseball until I was probably 20 years old. Really? Yeah. Like, like how so? I mean, what? I didn't. I mean, I was like good relative to my area. I was a mid 80s pitcher in high school. You know, I mean, I'd get up there in the upper 80s sometimes. But uh, once I started to develop and I started crushing weights and started throwing harder, so that's when I got a lot better. And so, when obviously when you're better, it makes it more fun. It's science, right? And and like the, the the feeling of being good and the feeling of seeing your progression, like hitting the weights and all of that. Did it make you just want to dive into it more? Dive into sort of loving the game even more? Yeah, I mean, I just want to see what's possible for my body and what I'm capable of. So uh, every day I put my best foot forward and uh, see what the journey holds. All right, so part of the journey is, again, go to the major leagues. Congratulations on all your success. It's awesome. Um, and it, it, I we did this, I just did this book with Joe Kelly, the pitcher, um, and we talk a lot about, about the acceptance of everybody's personality and how this now it's more so than ever. You haven't been in the major leagues a long time, but even in the times that you've been, has, has there been more of an acceptance, you think, of people showing, of you showing your emotion? Uh, I mean, I think so, but the guys on my team love it. Tito loves it. I mean, Tito, I don't know if he loves it, but he accepts it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like guys on my team embrace me, so it's a, you know, it's a blessing. What did Tito say the first time? Because I know Tito, I've known Tito for a long time. I know uh, that he must have been like, what, what, what? I mean, he knows I'm a high-strung guy. He sees me moving every day, so I think he kind of kind of expected it okay yeah. all right so but in in but how about the guys on the other side were they did anyone give you shit or crap or anything like that out of the gate or not i mean or, or did they say oh yeah you know what it's, it's great that we're having fun uh no uh no one's giving me shit some guys actually said they enjoy the way i play but uh, i haven't heard any backlash yet i mean maybe maybe they have said things but i haven't heard it at least. yeah i haven't heard anything i'm not saying the, yeah but, but I think this is the, the great thing. We talk about the WBC and how the, hopefully the WBC sort of carries over that passion. Like you saw it, right? I mean, don't is, is that, that should be a thing, right? Yeah. That we're carrying over the passion of baseball. Yeah, now uh, emotion's a beautiful thing, and I think you should show it. Yeah, so when when you have, as evolve as a pitcher, um, are you having more fun? Like when you first come up, it's, it's fun to be in the majors, yeah. but still it's, it's, you're, you're feeling your way out. Yeah. Do you have more fun now that because, hey, I've established who I am, the pitcher I am, the person I am, all of that? I mean, I try to have as much fun every day. I mean, like you said, every day is a blessing. Whether you're in the major leagues or in any affiliated baseball, it's a blessing to play baseball, and uh, I enjoy every day. What's the most fun of you? What was it? What's the time where you're like, you're, you're adrenaline. I don't know if you ever have your heart rate tested. Like, that's... 
Uh, I mean, pitching in Yankee Stadium in the postseason this past year was pretty cool. Man. That was that was awesome. Did you? So we, have, have you ever measured your heart rate? Like, like no, no, I haven't. Oh man, I want to. I see. I, I I I did that when I ran a marathon. Like, I would love to put it on a pitcher. Yeah. But it's is it hard to even like when you're going? This is another thing. Is that with the new rules, everything sped up? Uh, but it maybe maybe it leans into exactly the way that you are and the way that you do things. I don't know. Am, am I thinking too much? Yeah, it's not. But we have the pitch calm now, so we get the pitches pretty quick. So it's yeah. not it's not a bad yeah not bad at all. yeah. What's the thing that you want to do? Like, what's the thing that like that you ultimately? You just say, "Hey, listen! I just show up. I like playing the game of baseball." Um, is there something that, that, that you like? Okay, this is the next step. This is the next level. This is the the next part of my my journey. Uh, I want to be great at this game when it's all said and done. And uh, like I said, I work hard every day to try to get accomplish that goal. And uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds. Has there been any great advice from anybody that has really stuck? I know you get a lot of advice, but sometimes something really sticks. I think it's just stay consistent, man. Be the same guy every day because ultimately we're going to hit some bumps on the road. Failure's going to come. But remain constant, steadfast. Like so John 13, 7, you may not know now, but one day you'll understand. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful quote. That's, and, uh, that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah, that's so a good one. Like that. Remain steadfast. And uh, I think Jaden Hurts said that. Yeah, I'm obviously not a baseball player. He's obviously not a baseball no, player. No, but it's but, good because it always, always translates. It's true, man. If you keep working hard, you keep believing, uh, ultimately anything's possible. When you were growing up, who did you look up to? I was a Yankee fan growing up, so uh, I like Andy Pettit, Derek Jeter, all those guys. Did you like anybody? Because this is another part of it where, um, you know, I was talking to Tristan Casas, the Red Sox rookie, the other day, and one of the things he started doing was he started, when the pitchers come in, he would yell it out, like, hi, low, and the umpire would be like, hey, you know, and I said, well, well, now that little kids know that, they're going to start doing it, right? Have you had kids come up or, like, say, hey, I want to be like James, I want to, because that's, that's, that's the, like, I don't know about you, I don't know if you try to imitate Andy Pettit, I don't know. I mean, I see some kids, uh, Rocking the tight pants and the stirrups now, so <laughs> today, yeah, I, I enjoy that. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, hey, listen, I appreciate it all the time, and thank you for making baseball like better. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.